Watch your bitch turn on. Get big chills. I guess we'll start out the episode. Uh, and uh, this is the first episode of uh, WDKE. First podcast to ever use those initials. Uh, we don't know elite. Uh, I'm joined by Sam. Sam, how are you doing today? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. No, I'm kidding. That's not the name of this show. That would be a terrible name for a podcast. Um, but this is normally me and Quentin, Q and T, uh, and then, you know, WDK, um, W, we don't know wrestling, Sam. So I figured because we both use initials in our podcast names, we would be the initial responders. That sounds good to me. Yeah, that's that a good, good that's to me. I don't know. Good name. I, I don't like to call it an initial responder, but um, you don't want to be an initial responder. No, it seems like a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, you know, that's that's the that's the name. That's our, that's who we are this week, and we're here just to basically review the weekend. Quentin could not make it out, so I called in the big guns. I figured might as well get the big head honcho from the podcast network on, um, to uh, to talk about the weekend. Like we had said, we were going to review kind of preview the weekend coming up we will be back uh, a little bit early we should be recording sometime early next week to actually talk about all the goings on from this weekend um sounds like some issues going on with the uh, new japan show i don't know sam if you uh caught any of that news um or i'm only hearing good things coming out of uk professional wrestling at the moment so yes for the most part um, everything is fantastic um, smiles on faces yes the uh the uh, Caro Noir is fantastic. Everyone loves him. Uh, let's see if there's anything else good in the UK scene right now. Um, that's I think that's about it. Maybe people like Jordan Devlin still, kind of, but also maybe not. It's such um, a busy weekend. Yes, it is a huge weekend. We've got got that going on. Got uh, NXT UK, which uh, obviously very exciting there uh tons of matches that i know are happening and know about and i'm excited to see myself i don't know about you sam i i don't know if i could say anything about nxt uk that would be um i would associate with exciting uh for myself yeah. but you know that's just me in the uk in a nutshell um, i uh don't know a single match that's on the card actually now that uh, i good that, that was, was that was kind of what i was going off of there good. um i did pull up here what they say is happening um travis banks versus noam dar i that's listed here i don't have any reason to uh to know or assume this i've got no word but i bet that match isn't happening because both of those guys tend to get injured all the time so i'm gonna guess one of them got injured that match is not happening um I feel like that's a pretty good guess. Uh, Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey. What? Go ahead. Run with that. Run with yeah, that. yeah. Just assume that one of those guys is going to get pulled, replaced with, um, let's see, Dan Maloney maybe would be a good one. Maybe uh, Flash Morgan. Flash Morgan. No, he's already in a match. I was going to say Flash Morgan Webster. Um, no, maybe uh, the Wild Boar. If we're if we if we're lucky, he could replace one of them. Um, best case scenario. Yeah, best case scenario would be that. But you probably end up getting. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe uh, that muscle cat guy. I forgot. I forget his name. Uh, or uh, or uh, some some other, you know, no good wrestler that's signed to UK. Uh, Dan Ma- Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey. I think you've never liked Dave Mastiff. I used to like him, but haven't seen him wrestle in probably over a year at this point. Um, Joe Coffey's fine. It's a match uh, would have been maybe interested in 2016. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they probably had a match in 2016 that was probably. good. They say it's last man standing. That's what I'm seeing here. Yes, yes. Um, last man standing. Bold which, move. 
Yeah, fantastic way to go. Uh, pick the probably the most boring match stipulation. Give it to the two biggest, plottingest, boringest wrestling wrestlers on the card. Um, so that's going to work out really well for them. Um, triple threat tag team match because basically NXT UK just is progress at this point. So you got to have your tag team titles just put up in a three-way tag that really has nothing to it probably the only stakes are the titles there's probably no backstory i've like i said i haven't seen any of this but uh but based on that i would assume that it's pretty close to that there's going to be a bunch of spots um you got wolfgang and mark coffee in there so you know good on them um mark andrews flash morgan webster again a team that could probably be fine and then the um grizzled young vets were actually both really good so you know the match could be fine if it was just a regular tag team match and you could tell a story but that's not what you're going to get here um walter versus tyler Bates should be fun i think they've had good matches in the past um so we'll see uh and then tony storm versus kaylee ray i haven't seen any of the build to that uh that match could be awesome these two have had great matches together but it's also an nxt uk so it could suck um that's you know that's the nxt uk show i don't think either of us give a fuck about that absolutely not yes uh then there's the aew show which is i to me that's the biggest show of the weekend do you do you agree that seems yes that is most important the biggest one yeah to um, me most important most likelihood of like i'm gonna actually enjoy it um how have you felt about all the aew shows so far um i'm more intrigued still than i am like a fan like i'm, I'm not sure if i'm like sold on the promotion yet but i'm still like oh this could be something which is more than i've said about most promotions that have started over the past decade um but it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of essentially close out a chapter before they become a, a TV promotion. Um, seems like a lot of stuff kind of coming to a close or um, kicking off here. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if the word excited is what I would say, but intrigued. I kind of wanted to see how this all plays out uh, on a show that is going to be important, uh, which you don't get a lot of these, these days. No, and and it's 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 an interesting card, I think. It, intriguing, maybe is a better way to describe it than exciting. Maybe, maybe I could see that. Um, especially with like you said, they're they're really needing to pivot to kind of having this make sense as a storyline promotion here coming pretty soon. Um, especially because I guess you know a lot of these matches have background, but you have to be watching like three or four different YouTube channels plus Instagram stories and a lot of different things to know what the fuck is going on. Um, so they're going to really need to consolidate a lot of that and make it a lot more focused, but they have some fireworks, definitely a lot of fireworks matches here. Um, opening up probably with the women's battle Royal, maybe they'll open up with the, the private party tag team match. Private party is from your neck of the woods. Correct. Uh, they're a, a New York team. Have you seen a lot of them? I have not seen a lot of them because okay. they are not they're the other new york i guess new york city not right right upstate new york right but um, i mean is there a lot I, of I see enough. is there a big wrestling scene in upstate new york i'm gonna say no no yeah right much, i have one promotion operating at any given time that has okay. any sort of value but um i've seen a good chunk of their czw work um as well as their a their last match in AEW. so um yeah this could be fun with them versus Angelico and Jack Evans, um, like that's like you said, pure fireworks. 
Um, yeah, and, and that's that's a team that's really good for that. Jack Evans, obviously, much better than Angelico, really. But uh, but Angelico can be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. At best. Um, <laughs> this will be fun, and Private Party is going to be the kind of breakout tag team that AAW is kind of hoping for. So they're probably going to be put in, continue to be put in positions to um, excite and awe. So... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where Private Party is slotted if the rumors of EYFBO showing up are true. Because, not to say that, like, they're exactly the same teams, but they do kind of kind of scratch the same itch in a lot of ways. <laughs> I like Private Party more. Yeah, um, I think that you there's a higher ceiling on Private Party as well. You know what EYFBO is. Like, right. there is no unexplored territory, I think, at this point. Maybe I'm being pessimistic but private party i think they're better already but also have more room to grow and expand what they're doing yeah so it would be it'll be interesting though to see what they go with there um then next yeah the, the women's 21 person 21 woman co- casino battle royale winner is i guess number one contender or in a, in a title match for the uh women's title that'll happen on uh on the tv um, what do you think about the the format of the casino battle royale thing, the twenty one and the the Joker Wild thing, and and just the kind of the whole format that they did? They're bringing it back, and do you think it's smart of them to stick with it after I think it was somewhat critically panned after the first time they ran this style? I'm gonna be honest with you. I am unsure. I am. It, it just seems like a weird sort of match to kind of try and hey, if it, it wasn't like super great the first time um not sure why you would double down on it um pun unintended but here we go they're gonna go for it and at least this time it feels like there's a better direction for it so that's something i suppose i don't know uh yeah it's the 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 women's royal rumbles oh sorry the the women's royal rumbles have come out good you know in wwe so there is a chance that this mirrors that where the women are able to actually kind of execute it a little bit better than the men it's it feels doubtful unfortunately though just because the women's roster in wwe are all you know they're exposed to each other quite a bit they work the roads together they wrestle each other a lot they have a lot of familiarity with each other these women a lot of them are going to be coming from all over the place um because aew doesn't even have 21 women signed to contracts at this point so there's going to be a lot of people in this match who've maybe never even met each other before let alone wrestled each other before so we'll see uh, prediction for winner for myself i think i'm gonna go with a dark horse and say that uh kylie ray shows up and wins this one as the uh maybe the the last entrance the the, the joker's wild um and then ends up losing the match for the championship because i think you want her as a plucky underdog character kind of chasing for the title um yeah I, that, that feels like a solid guess uh, I I, I want to go Allie just to I'm hoping that she has kind of a career rebound after the Impact Wrestling stuff uh, since I, this is someone I have seen a good amount and I would like to see her to continue to succeed uh, in pro wrestling so, yeah and, and she wouldn't go. be a bad call she would not be a bad call she's a pretty solid worker and, uh, and delivers well and has a lot of personality marketable so wouldn't be the worst choice um Got the trios match, the boy and his dinosaur, plus the, the Mr. Fun size. They just threw Marco Stunt into the group for some reason, taking on SoCal Uncensored. Um, SoCal Uncensored, really solid veteran team here. Uh, I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like you can bounce these guys all around the card, and that's probably what they're going to do, but primarily have them working openers like this. Um, not super excited for this personally myself. I don't know about you. It should be a I, – I think it could be a solid three-star affair. And that's yeah. about fine for where it's being positioned. And SoCal Uncensored will continue to do this type of match until there's some real direction for them. But they're also older. They don't really need to have something exciting i guess they can just be that team that you can plug in and play anywhere on the card right and and they're the fans like them enough they're over enough to where it doesn't feel like a huge downgrade or just like a cringe waste of time flip the channel kind of thing um even if they kind of do the same stuff over and over and they're all solid they're all solid good wrestlers um cracker barrel clash got the three wrestlers who don't look like wrestlers going up against each other um for me, I mean, this is all Darby Allen. I think I can understand why people would think Janela just because he feels like the star power guy. But I think that they really need to focus on making Darby after the year that he had last year. And even the year before, I think Darby is untapped talent that they really should be focusing on quickly to make him into a guy. Um, Cause he speaks to a segment of the crowd that other people don't like talked about it a bunch in podcasts, but like John Moxley, the way that he speaks to a segment of the crowd that other wrestlers don't, I think Darby has a similar thing and they'd be really smart to cash in on that. Uh, what's your opinion on this three way? I think uh, in line with you. So Darby should be the guy and Joey is someone that he can take, take a few losses and it won't matter because he can pretty quickly rebound. Uh, he's one of those kind of characters and Jimmy Havoc's bad. So, you know, you just hope he doesn't, you hope he doesn't win. And uh, great marketing. <laughs> Continue to love uh, the Crackle Barrel relationship here. Yes, keep that going. Yeah, the, Havoc is the weirdest fucking one. And why they signed him, I don't understand. He's like in the back part. He's not He's not at a level where he's got any buzz really anymore. He's thought of kind of as a nostalgia act in the UK. He was showing up in MLW and they were using him, I mean, okay for what he can be used for wwe had their chance with him and clearly turned him down i mean he he wrestled on the access shows for them on the weekends if they wanted him he'd be signed just like walter and all the other people that were on those shows um and they clearly don't have interest in him so he doesn't feel like a guy that aew signed because they're trying to keep him you know oh he's a hot free agent that wwe might want clearly they wouldn't so i don't under i really don't understand why they would want him i just don't I don't get it. I don't think you can... Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't think you can catch that lightning in a bottle. He happened to have, like, a zeitgeist moment where he was a big star, but I don't think that that's relevant anymore. So it's just... It's so weird. And then now it feels like they keep shoehorning him onto these shows. He just feels like he's there, and I don't think he's really adding anything. So, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of my diatribe on that. Um, another match, Riho versus uh, Hikari Shida. Um... This is, I guess, the rumored other match that's going to decide the number one contender for the women's title. Nothing, I don't know if that's been officially announced or it's out there, but it's what a lot of people are saying. Um, from the beginning, I thought Sheeta was going to be kind of a focal point of the women's division, um, just based on her, again, look, marketability. She's in-ring style, works well, all that. So I would expect her to win here. On top of that, I think that she would be better off in that scenario that I said with, with uh, kind of fucking over kylie ray probably in some kind of heel way um and then you know she can be the heel cha the first champion and a heel for kylie to chase um i don't know if you have any interest in this match i am hoping it'll be good but otherwise i'm thinking it could be just a showcase match but i like how they're integrating uh more international talent into the women's division just because um it 
it feels like they're trying something um rather than in i was getting i lost my train of thought there but it feels like they're <laughs> doing something a little bit different than uh other promotions have been doing even though WWE has international talent in the women's division but it feels like a very concentrated effort to feel like oh we're showcasing a different style of professional wrestling within our women's division and not just one variety of this sport yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do because they still feel very segregated. The the Joshi wrestlers, similarly to the OWE group, feel kind of still kind of feel segregated from the rest of the. And when it turns into its own show, I would hate for it to continue that way and really feel similar to like kind of the negatives of WCW, where the cruiserweight, the you know the luchadors felt like they were in, off in their own little place and they weren't part of the rest of the roster and the rest of the show. That would be my only issue, but I get what you're saying because I do like having that grab bag mixed flavor thing. But I, do, I would like to see the integration across the board, having everything really feel like it's you know one product with a lot of different styles and not like segregated, bubbled off divisions. And that's what comes with this being the kind of final chapter of the standalone individual right. shows. They have to start doing that. Yeah, so starting they have, in October. Yeah, they have to start really getting this together. Um, we've got tag team match winner receives a first round bye in the AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament. Um, best Friends versus the Dark Order. Now, I've heard a lot of people, you know, like to make jokes about this thing. My point, and I don't know, because I don't know, and I don't know what's been announced for sure, the only thing that makes sense to me is why the first round bye thing makes sense, because everyone says, well, they have to win all these other matches to get a first round bye. It's, if the tournament is in a single night, not having, having one less match that night still helps you, even if you had another match in a different day before. So, theoretically, if they're going to do a tournament where you have to have multiple matches in one day, you'd be better off if you don't have to have the first-round match, right? Um, I assume Dark Order wins this. I assume they stay the course with them, even though they're not really getting over. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked at the best friends winning. Um, so, yeah, this one's kind of a toss-up. I think the match will be solid, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure on it. It's, it's honestly pretty shaky for me, and it feels weird that they're focusing on these teams um, so much. I mean... Best Friends are popular, but I don't know that they've really produced in-ring yet in AEW. And Dark Order, it's just not... It hasn't really clicked. So we'll see where they go moving forward from here. Uh, what's kind of your thoughts on the whole thing? Curious if they're going to keep going with the Dark Order. If they're going to feel like, you know what? Let's stay the course. Let's keep going. Let's throw this at the wall and hopefully it'll stick eventually. Um, I do think that they need to figure out I wish they would explain why a first-round buy is important, other than the perceived value of it. But that's... I like to just know what is the actual stakes of what is being wrestled for. Um, I usually wouldn't worry about that, except that they explicitly said there are stakes to this. So, this should be a fine match. I don't... Chuck and Trent feel like they've been over for a, just a very long time at this point, for years. And I just don't... They're, they're maybe not my favorite tag team, but they don't need a win now and when you want to heat them up i think they're perfectly serviceable when you're like oh let's just throw this as a hot baby face baby face act and see how it goes so we'll see how that all plans out they have a lot of tag teams in this company that could be good it could produce something that's actually enjoyable but uh, i don't see the direction quite yet yeah i mean their division is interesting because it's all over the place and it will be interesting again to talk about the dark order um what they do because i could see some you know the, an act like the young bucks the guys who have some some sway some political clout here in the company thinking that like they have a plan that involves 
you know, the big match between those teams, be, you know, because they historically have had really good chemistry with each other before and really kind of feeling like, well, if they're not getting over, we'll fix that when we wrestle each other. So let's stick with the course until we get to that match. And then that will fix everything. And that, I don't know if that's true or not true. And I don't know if it's a smart decision or not. I kind of feel like it's not. And sometimes it might be a bad sign to see that like, you know, the, the people behind by, backstage, the people making the decisions are kind of being bullheaded because that's what everyone makes a big fucking deal about Vince McMahon's issue, right? That he's too bullheaded. He sticks with his stuff, even when it's not working, it's not over. And he just goes with it because he thinks he knows better than the crowd. And it'd be a bad sign if that's where we're going moving forward with, uh, with AEW. But on that note, we'll talk about the next tag team match, which is, uh, the young bucks versus the Lucha brothers in a ladder match. Heard a lot of people complaining about these teams have wrestled each other so much. Young Bucks are really undefeated when it comes to having good showings in ladder match settings. They always really bring it. Even the last time that they did, um, where they kind of took a back seat and let the other teams shine a little bit more um, in ROH. I'm not even remembering the match exactly, but I do remember that fact. It was like Briscoe's them, and I think a third team. It might have been uh, Rapungi Vice or something. Um, but... Uh, but we'll see if they bring out the craziness here. Um, they, pro I, I would assume that that match wasn't that they're washed up and they're not like willing to go as nutty as they were before. It was that they were intentionally taking a back seat um, to let the other team shine as they. I think that was on their way out from uh, from ROH. Um, yeah. Lucha Bros, interesting team in general, especially with the worker of the team. Really, I mean, the physical that does the moves, not necessarily the work in the sense of working the crowd. In Ray Phoenix is from what everyone says injured hurt banged up bruised we'll see how he does um penta trying to carry this would be interesting um he can do some kind of nutty spots deathmatchy type stuff really violent things but you're not going to get that flash um and high flying that i think people are going to expect from both teams if ray if phoenix is not really up to the to the challenge of it so i would be really i'm really intrigued to see what happens here because the young bucks have delivered you know consistently in ladder match settings but almost always with a really apt you know partners in there so we'll see what happens it would be very bad i think for the future of the company if we got the young bucks and they lay an egg here because i think out of all of the elite people you know the people who are part of the elite um you know maybe adam page excluded if you consider him part of the core group which i don't know you know the, the people who are actually involved in starting the company i guess um they're the ones who maybe are the are the shakiest. That's a, a real known commodity, I would say. Cody's pretty big time. You know, he's been in WWE, so people know who he is. Kenny Omega was the top of New Japan. Young Bucks have never really been a main event act anywhere but like PWG and, and, and Indies. And if they're not delivering at a level that makes it feel like tag teams can be a main event, um, it could really spell doom for the tag team division overall. We both, you I mean you mentioned it. They have a lot of cool teams, but the division is shaky, and they really need to be the anchors of the the division and if they don't bring it here uh that's not a good sign it, it's really tough to see where they're gonna go um yeah so that's i mean i'm a little bit i won't say that i'm like low on this match or upset i'm not one of these people who's like ah these teams have wrestled each other so much it's bullshit but i am just like worried about the future of the company honestly i'm a little trepidatious to see what this match ends up doing for this company there's a lot of faith in ladders here a lot of faith that that element is going to spice this match up enough for a promotion that hasn't really got off the ground officially yet, more or less, they've had a lot of faith in this match to be a centerpiece, to kind of, okay, we're going to run this match. It's going to be good enough for this first portion of our run here, and we'll get away from it once TV starts. But 
this match is good enough to build up hype for the TV. Um, I'm not sure if that's true, and if Phoenix is built is, is kind of banged up, this could be a very different match. I'm very, I hope that Pentagon does not try to just do the normal match, um, even with his partner banged up, and that he's going to actually have to go into his bag of tricks, and we'll see some smoke and mirrors, because that could be an interesting match. And if they rely on athleticism, I'm not too thrilled about this being a real banger that AEW probably needs uh, in a show with multiple tag matches. You wouldn't want this being even the second best on the card. Yeah, this, I mean, realistically, I like I said, coming out of this, I think this match needs to be the match of the night in a lot of ways to establish this tag team division because that's a big deal for them. They've talked about the idea that tag teams are going to be main event acts in AEW. And if this match doesn't deliver at that level right before they're going into the TV, I don't think that you, you're kind of just failure to launch in having a tag team division. That's that strong. Even the, the world title match. I don't know like if it needs to be that good, honestly, because of who's in it and because of all the machinations of, of backstage stuff that everyone's talking about. I think that the intrigue is more what's going to happen there and less about the quality of the match, honestly. Um, this doesn't but, come out as a top three biggest match of this night, which is not great um, right. if you want to make tag team wrestling feel like core to this promotion. No, totally. But I will get into what I consider the top three matches now, really. Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears. Cody is, I mean, I think I've hinted, rumored, I've kind of played with the idea that I think that some of what Cody's doing here is almost political maneuvering. Um, the last, you know, the two big shows he's had realistically, like, some of the, th I mean, the three shows he's had the best match, the most talked about match, like repeatedly, he keeps having the matches that really stand out. He's setting himself up super strong as a singles competitor. I almost feel like he's bubbling up underneath to where, when whatever happens with the championship, uh, he'll be strong and, and prepared and be ready to be the guy that they put the belt on. Honestly. Um, and I just, I don't know if it's intentional Cody, he comes from, you know, a background of people who are pretty politically savvy, politically minded. So I wouldn't be shocked that he's not done this pretty smartly to protect himself and set himself up to be in this position. And, and the whole while making himself look really humble. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to have a great match with my friend. Oh, I just wanted to have a great match with my brother. Oh, I wanted to, you know, do the NWA title thing to like for, for my dad, for the history of my dad, like all of that stuff can come across. Like he's just doing these other things that don't, but when it really comes down to it, at the end of the day, he comes out looking like the biggest star in the company. So we'll see how this does. The buildup with the stuff with the chair and everything about that was the most talked about stuff for a while there, but then it feels like that was so long ago now that the buzz is a little bit died down. Um, and it's still, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they've done enough for people still think of Sean Spears as just the 10 guy, you know? And, and I don't know if people are going to really lose their mind for this match, but I do think it's interesting. Cody is really positioned himself in the way where he feels like the shadow, you know, top guy of the company. Yeah. It, this kind of makes it interesting that this is the last match again, before we get into TV and he's got Sean Spears, which is not someone that I would say would be your best opportunity to showcase yourself. Um, so I'm again, expecting lots of smoke and mirrors, a lot of theatrics to kind of get this one over, especially with Tully in his corner, uh, with Sean's corner. So I don't know what they're going to do here, but they're going to have to get into a bag of tricks here that I'm just not sure we've had to experience quite yet. Um, 
but Curry's shown it twice now that he can do that when called upon. So I'll be interested to see how this one plays out for sure. Even though if it doesn't excite me on paper, Curry's Curry's shown enough where I know he's going to at least try something different, which, uh, again, probably other folks on the card are not going to get that sort of leeway. So kind of politically minded like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So then we got uh, big match, big shakeup match. Mox versus uh, Omega canceled. Mox is out injured, and we got Pack in here, um, filling in after all the hoopla about he didn't want to do business and that this was the eventual match that they were going to get to or something, whatever the fuck they were talking about. Um, the rumor at that time was Kenny was going over. Who knows how much of that was leaked? How much of it's real? Was it really Visa stuff? Could be, you know, a, 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 a kind of a false flag <laughs> operation or something where pockets of going over here. I, I doubt it, but it would be interesting if, again, talking about Cody and the political kind of leanings of everything. What if it's like, well, we leaked the idea that you were going to beat him, so we can't just have you win because everyone will expect that. So Pac has to go over. So then now going into TV, you got Omega's off of a loss. Cody's probably coming in off of a win beating Spears. And again, you've got maybe Adam Page is the champion, but nobody's into him. Maybe Chris Jericho's the champion and you need a, a strong baby face to beat him. And, and it's not Adam Page. It's not Kenny Omega. Both are coming off of losses. Cody slots right in there. I don't know. It feels possible. Um, that said, I think this match will be awesome. I think that this is a much better matchup, honestly, on paper than the Mox matchup was. I think that Pac is a stronger heel, a clear heel. Um, they've even they're even teasing Kenny Omega as the heel in the match with with John Moxley with a promo recently where they're continuing to build up that match, which is interesting to think about because then you go into this and I don't think that you have Pac work babyface, but you kind of have Kenny teasing heel in the promo, calling out Mox for trying to be him, can't be him, not good enough, not as good as me. That's why you hurt yourself. You you know trying to keep up with what Kenny Omega could do, kind of talk. So that's gonna be interesting to see because I don't think you have. Pac come in here and work babyface but you're still kind of leaning Kenny heel in the promo but to me if that kind of kind of puts a cloud over it I was super excited when this got announced and I just thought this is going to be a better match but now with all of that I don't I don't really know if it's going to end up being better um I don't know what do you think of this I feel like I wasn't this card now has a match that feels like it could be match of the night and you want to pull like an asterisk by it. like okay this is the one this is the one where it's like they're gonna go all out it's gonna be your typical great match kind of performance even if the dynamics are weird at least the effort and the style of match is going to be very specific mindedly minded in that regard uh i think the mox match and Ken versus kenny omega is still a bigger match and i don't know if you could build Pac versus Omega to be a bigger match than Mox versus Omega. Um, I'm kind of actually glad to have now a little bit more runway for Omega versus Mox, but I think this is going to be really good. Um, feels like their styles will play well with each other uh, in 2019. So I'm excited, which feels weird that I would be more excited for a Pac Kenny Omega match than potentially you are right now. But yeah, well, we I mean, to me, my only thing is the booking stuff. It feels a little awkward. Like I said, just as soon as it was announced, boom, off to the races. This is great. This match is going to rule. It's going to be so much better than the Mox match. That's what I thought. But then, you know, here in Kenny Omega is cutting a promo where he's still healing on Moxley. It's kind of it's kind of weird. It kind of is just, I don't know. So we'll see. 
Um, I am, I'm with you though. I think that the Mox Kenny Omega match is bigger and I think you now can continue to build towards it and make it into an even bigger thing. And I really hope that they do. It felt like it was being rushed to already. And now you've got a little bit of runway to make it into a bigger thing, which I hope that they really do. Um, then we got what theoretically could be the main event should be the main event. Maybe, um, I don't think that they close out with the tag team match on here just because it's the triple H championship and this is the world championship being decided. So I feel like this has to be the main event. Um, but after all of that, it's going to be a long night. And then your main event is, I won't say unproven, but definitely a shaky, you know, formative ace in Adam Page, a guy that um, I think me and you have seen enough of to know what he's capable of. I don't know how big of a fan you are of Adam Page, really. I like him. I don't think I, like, I don't think he's great. I don't think he's bad. I've seen enough good matches from him where I'm like, okay. Right. Put him against someone I, I like. I will 100% watch that. Right, and and a lot of his best stuff is was in the smaller promotions in the south, and not necessarily in the places where he was, you know, getting a little bit more exposure. Um, except for his G one run was pretty good, but uh, I think I've been talking first on everything, so I'll let you open up on this if you have if you want to. Can't wait for the Judas effect. Uh, so you got that going for you with this one. It's got a main event. I don't think there's anything else in the card that would make sense in that regard. Um, I can't but I, I would be flustered if they picked Adam Page to be the first champion, even though there's obviously a lot of negatives to pick Chris Jericho. Um, I I don't think anyone's sold on Adam Page being the guy and have him being thrown in that position for your brand new promotion on new TV. I just can't couldn't fathom that. I just don't I wouldn't be interested in that. So uh, it's kind of weird as Chris Jericho is uh, in 2019. I think he's got to be the winner, and I think. It could be a decent match, but it's not something that I'm going to be getting all jazzed up for. I, I weirdly think that this could be the match of the night. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. That said, I think it also has the low, like one of the lowest basements of the night, honestly, for the singles matches at least, like for sure. I think there's like the trios tag could could go weird. The the three way could go weird. Um. But uh, but I think out of the, the singles matches, this could probably this could somehow be the best match. It could also be the worst match or the worst singles match at least, um, just because of uh, basically Chris Jericho, <laughs> like you said. I mean, the guy he's he's kind of a weird all over the place dude right now. His character work is is pretty solid. Um, he knows all the smoke and mirrors. He's not in the best shape, but whatever. Um, I think I'm with you that he really should win, but I also could see, I get what you're saying that there's no sense to Adam Page, but I could see the Adam Page thing. And again, it's the, kind of that sticking with it thing of, of being a flagpole, even if they know that Adam Page isn't the guy, like being kind of a sign to the fan base that we aren't going to go with the establishment old guard. And this is a company of, about new young faces and kind of pushing that narrative so where it's almost like Paige is a figurehead champion and not really it's not really about him. It's about sending a message. Um, that said, in the history books, that looks really dumb. And, you know, you don't want historically to show, well, our first champion was this guy. He was kind of a failed guy. He wasn't very good. And, uh, and we probably should have went with <laughs> Chris Jericho, you know, or maybe he takes off and then you're, you know... You, you're happy and it looks great and your first champion was someone who became a star or whatever but i think it's a risky endeavor just to send that message but i wouldn't i don't completely count it out that said you put a gun to my head make me predict i'm predicting jericho wins it i think it makes the most sense in a lot of ways um and then 
from there you're off to the races with pretty much anybody. I think I've laid out my opinion that I think that Cody Rhodes probably ends up being the next person unless Kenny Omega gets the win here and then you build up something with Kenny, but I don't even know. Um, I think that that's another match that you want to wait a little while for, but then we're kind of running out of stuff to do with Omega early on when I think you do need to establish him. So, but I don't know that you want your first champion to have just a really, really short run. So I think you want to keep the title on Jericho for a bit and maybe do a, a, a program with someone down a little bit lower down the line. Um, but I don't even know what you do there, but I'm with you. I think that Jericho probably should win it, probably will win it. I do think that the match could end up being great. You talked about all the smoke and mirrors that Cody will be afforded, but I think that they'll get some leeway here to do whatever they want. And I think that they could pull something really phenomenal out. That said, I, I wouldn't put any money on it. I legitimately don't expect it to be great, but I do think in my head there's a, there's a doubt that it could happen. Um, that said, I mean, this is coming up pretty soon. We'll review it. Me and Quentin will be back relatively soon. But, uh, Sam, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go or anything you want to plug or anything like that? Um, I, I want to mention a really bad show title, but I, I okay. won't say the show title. GCW and Black Little Pro doing a show uh, this tonight, uh, so no one was going to understand this. And hopefully it's just good. Um, but I'm excited for Violence Forever versus Eric Stevens and Filthy Tom Lawler. Ooh. And that's just a hot match. So hopefully when this goes up, I'll be proven right that that was a hot match. Um, otherwise, I got nothing. I, I got nothing to promote. I have some podcasts that will be coming up in the next month since we don't know wrestling has been off the air for a little bit. Um, but I have some lined up for the next few weeks. So excited to kind of rele start releasing those. And uh, you can follow me at Concrete1992 um, yeah, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a good shout. That that sounds like a dope match. Have you seen any of the Eric Stevens matches in his return? Have you seen? Um, I've seen the Dickinson match, um, and I need to watch the Freddie Ahead match. But I've okay. really not seen a ton of Eric Stevens so far. But the Dickinson match was like, okay, he still has it. Yeah, I would recommend checking out the Dan Makabe match. Uh, good stuff there, um, for sure. Once it comes out, basically, um. The Yehi match was awesome. Um, and then the, the match with Dominic Garini was pretty great. So I'm definitely in on Stevens and his return. Um, so that, with him tagging with Tom Lawler, I need to watch their match, actually, too, because they had a match on the J-Lit also. Um, Tom Lawler versus Eric Stevens. But them as a tag team against Violence is Forever, that definitely guess, sounds like a hot one. Against the tag team of the year, Violence is Forever. So. Yes continue to have the worst tag team name in wrestling but continue to be awesome wrestlers so i'll give it to him um yeah that's yeah, it thanks everybody and uh have a good one Oh, honey. Don't